this will blow your mind away honestly look i just discovered that there's a link between productivity and prayer or prayer and productivity whichever way you look at it but see on days that i don't pray i realize that my productivity is very low no matter what i do i realize that i'm not able to do as much as i would I've wanted to do. I get to bed at night dissatisfied with the state of affairs and 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 sometimes I'm so I'm so angry over even nothing. I realize that my day doesn't end well when I don't pray in the mornings. I'm not saying I command my mornings though, please. Yesterday one of my friends brought the issue of commanding mornings and I was telling him that me I don't I don't command mornings. I beg and the reason why I said that I don't command mornings is that I feel that some things, some of the things that we do are not really scriptural. We don't even have that kind of power to to decide to command our morning. Tell the day what you should bring us. Even if we had that kind of power, I don't think we would want to use it because the the, the complexity of life and how um, if you've read anything about the butterfly effect, how a butterfly who is flying in the Amazon can cause a hurricane, you would understand that there are things that you just can't mess with without knowledge. You just can't mess with them because if you decide that you, by force, want to have certain things to happen, you may create a catastrophe that you, you wouldn't even... For instance, God has insight, so much insight that he knows that if it rains in our part of the world, in, 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 at this place, at this time of the day, it will not create problems for maybe the people in South Korea. God knows that. But you don't have that kind of knowledge as a human being, so you wouldn't know. So even if you had power to command your morning and cause things to happen, <laughs> when you cause certain things to happen and the repercussions start coming, how are you going to fix it? You can't fix it. You are still have to going to depend on somebody with higher knowledge to be able to fix it. So there are certain powers that you wouldn't want to have now. What you should rather seek is knowledge and understanding. And that's why when God asked Solomon for what he wanted, Solomon said he wanted wisdom. And then God said, You have asked what you because of what you've asked, I'm going to add wealth and everything to it for you. Because you see, when you have knowledge and you have understanding and you have wisdom, you'll be able to do things that will bring harmony and will be in direct sync with God's hope and God's plans and purposes. But if you don't have that knowledge, if you don't have that understanding, and you just are counting on raw power you create more problems than you even try to fix. And that is why I don't think that, for instance, when the, the disciples told Jesus that they should command fire from heaven to come and burn them, Jesus said, you don't know what kind of power is working in you. Yes, Christians are very powerful, and I know that. I know that Christians are very, very powerful. But the reason why you don't have to count on that power we don't have to just resort to the use of that power at any given opportunity is because 
sometimes you will do things that will not be in line. Jesus could have ordered for angels to come and destroy those who came to arrest him. He could have. Why didn't he do it? Didn't he have the power? He had it. Jesus had power to do so many things that he didn't do. If you wanted to annex the world, if you wanted to fix, become the king of the world and live forever and rule everybody, and, 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 and he could have done that, wouldn't he? But wait, look at this world that we live in. You really think that Jesus coming to become a king forever and, 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 and ruling in this world would have actually fixed the world? Wouldn't God's plan was the best. God's strategy was the best. So he had to come and die. And then through his death and resurrection, he would save mankind and bring all men to himself. That is the, the, the reason why I don't command my mourners. Because it's not because I believe that it won't work. Faith will work. I know it will work. For some people, it does work. But the problem is that I don't have enough understanding. To be able to know the repercussions of what commanding my morning will be. And some people say, well, only God has that kind of power. But he says we are his children. So I believe that if we are his children. Apostle Paul said that a child when he's when he's still a child is nothing better than a servant. So in that respect, you can't say that being a Christian and a child of God doesn't come with any power at all or that you have to just count on God to do everything for you. That one, I, I, won't, I won't accept that kind of theology. But then I feel that people should not be encouraged to do that because things are not the way it seems all the time. So even though you feel that you have the power to do something, you should ask yourself, should I? That's why Paul said, we, everything, you have a right to do anything, but not everything is expedient or, or good for us to do. Yes. So th- that, those, those arguments are there. But I'm saying that when you wake up in the morning and you pray, you commit your day into God's hands and you tell God to take charge of your day, to order your steps and to make your day f- f- successful and fulfilling, to prosper you and cause you to increase. Then you are leaving the details to God. So he has understanding. He has knowledge. He has all knowledge and he has all understanding. He has all wisdom. So he will be able to know what he will do for you. That will not create problems for the man less though. That is why you don't pray to kill your enemies. Because maybe killing them is not in your best interest. And it's possible. Let me, let me ask you. If anybody in the MPP, at the time, at the height of the Mills government, had plotted to murder Kukwando, will he be the ally they have in him now? Today, Aindo is a logger has his own, his own party. And I think he's more comfortable dealing with folks in the MPP than he is with even people in his own party. Why is that? So, if anybody had harmed him, or done anything to harm him back then, what would have happened today? You have no idea what is in the future. You will never be able to know. You, you Somebody you call your enemy today will be your friend tomorrow. And somebody you call a friend today will probably be your enemy tomorrow. 
your own child can turn against you in ways that you can't even imagine. So you shouldn't assume that you know everything to want to detect and decide certain things. Leave things in the hands of God. Learn to leave things in the hands of God. Who has all understanding? Who has all knowledge? And who knows what is going to happen in the next one hour, in the next day, the next one, the next week, the next month, the next year, the next 10 years, the next 100 years, the next 1,000 years. He knows what is going to happen. So you trust him. And then you believe that what you are living in his hands will be taken care of. That is how you should live your life. You shouldn't live your life like, oh, you are assuming that you know everything and you can handle things yourself. You can't. You don't have that kind of, that kind of death to be able to do it. So what I'm saying is, when you wake up in the morning, give your, I mean, leave your, your, the things you are going to do in the hands of God. Don't even list things you are going to do. Just tell God, God, I'm going to live today in your hands. Please order my steps today. Take charge. Let things work out according to your will and your plan and your purposes. And you'll be amazed how, you, how much you'll be able to achieve in the day. This is, what, this is one of the reasons why I encourage people to, to believe in Jesus. Because he, he has your best interest at heart. I don't know why some people hear about Jesus and they get all, they get all worked up and they, they, they are acting like they've heard about some divisive figure and, and they don't, some people don't even want to hear the name Jesus. Why? He hasn't done anything to hurt you. None of his teachings will ever hurt you. None of his teachings will ever destroy you. It is only meant to make you better and better. You can't pray to God without using the name of Jesus. God will not listen. The Bible says that he has been given a name above every other name, that at the mention of the name Jesus, every name must bow and every tongue confess. So when you don't use the name of Jesus, this is whatever you ask the Father in my name, that is what I will do. So what is your excuse for not accepting Jesus? You have nothing to lose. This doesn't stop you from perceiving knowledge. It doesn't stop you from going to school. It doesn't stop you from doing business. It doesn't stop you from doing politics. It doesn't stop you from doing anything that you want to do. The only thing it stops you from is from being stupid. You want to um, be frolicking with a thousand girls at a time. Jesus doesn't want you to do that because it's stupid. You want to be, 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 be jumping from one man to the other. God, Jesus says, no, I don't accept that because it is stupid. You want to um, be stealing from people. Jesus said, no, you are hurting other people. I don't want that. It is stupid. If you want something, I am going to provide for you. You just, you just have to trust me. And he will give you what you deserve. So, the, 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 the whole thing is, 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 is sometimes very funny, very alarming, and, 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 and very sad that people still, and, for, and, and frankly, see, there are Christians who don't even know the value of that relationship they have with Jesus. So they go about being jealous of other people. <laughs> they go about working themselves up over 
over over money bending the 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 the, the, the purposes and the counsels of god so that they can they can meet human human standards and they can they can they can make people happy and be accepted you don't need to be accepted by people and rejected by christ that, that is not something you want if jesus wants me and the whole world doesn't i don't care if jesus wants me and the world says i'm not good enough fair enough the truth is that the world will come back begging you asking you why they have rejected you and you are still thriving if rejected you and you are still doing well and it's because of jesus he can stand against the entire world because he says, I've overcome the world. Nobody in this world will be able to stand against him. Nobody. And that is something that is so, like, it's so important for your life as a creative, your life as a business, and your life as an, as an entrepreneur because it will get to a point in your life that you realize that Nobody is your friend. Nobody wants you to succeed at their own detriment. People want to always pull a fast one on you. People want to always get ahead of you. And that is fine. But if you're a Christian, nobody, no matter how much you machinate and do things against you, you always come out on top. Always. Because that is the nature of the of the of the of the what Christ has made us. We are not meant to lose. Even when we seem like we are losing, we are winning. And people don't understand it. So, when you immerse a Christian underwater, he will still come bounce back on top. You just have to, don't, don't be considered, don't fill yourself with yourself. Just fill yourself with, with Jesus, the knowledge of Christ. Read your Bible. Pray, trust God, believe in Him, and leave the rest to, to God. Nothing or no one in this world will be powerful enough to destroy you or to stop you. So, we're talking about our day. So, in a typical day of a creative, when you give everything in the hands of God and you lift, you leave everything to God to do it for you, you'll be amazed that. He will cause things to happen that you yourself, you didn't even anticipate or imagine. So, I discovered this much, I mean, recently, that on days that I don't pray, things work in a haphazard way. They are not structured. And you know, do you know how I know? There's, a, there, there's, a, there's something happening in the Bible where a woman who had been having an issue of blood for 12 years, touches the hem of Jesus' garment. And then, right from there, Jesus moves from there and go and raise a girl who is 12 years old who had died from death. Look at the number 12. The woman has been having an issue of blood for 12 years. Jesus going to raise a child who is 12 years and died from death. There's a structure. There's an order. Things have been lined up. That is 
for someone whose day has been planned by God. Things, you see, oh boy, I'll, I'll, I'll just end it here. You now, you know what I'm talking about. So, God expects us to leave things our day in His hands. And you'll be amazed at things He will do for you throughout the day. So, those are my thoughts this morning. Enjoy your day. Trust in God. Believe in God. Give your life to Christ if you haven't. And have a good morning.